SMQBs, this is episode 150. That's 150. And in 50 more episodes, the two SMQBs who did not get their tattoos will get branded. That's it. You had a choice. It was either a tattoo at 100 or a brand at 200. You guys, you were almost there. So pick the peck. Can it be yeah. like a like Yellowstone, like with a yeah. like the Y on the peck? Yeah. We also have uh, a friend named Pete Best who would like to join the pod. So in case you guys don't get tattooed, you know, there's always, <laughs> Pete, har, har. always, always Pete Best waiting the wings. How's with the good uh, Beatles reference yeah, lately? Har, Some, har. Someone was Yoko'd recently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> someone was not Yoko'd. It's true. Yoko did not. <laughs> All oh, right. Boy. Rooster, let's start with you. Who are you bringing to the bar? Oh. <laughs> I hadn't thought about this. Skip me. All right. Hope. Uh, Roy Williams. Oh, big, love, big love to know. Love to know what's going through uh, his mind as he uh, watched the game on Saturday and his uh, former players come back, get honored. Tyler Hansbrough going to college basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, see kind of where he is in life now. I'd love to visit with him. Milk. I would like to know. I'd like to sit with the whoever puts the Gatorade for the uh, chief sideline because I want to know what color it is for my prop bet. <laughs> That's where I'm at. All right, House. You're last week. Last week I caused an international furor, and yes, also you did. Who are you going to kill tonight? And yeah, also, what... 1.5 million listens to our pod because of it. But, uh. This week, I would like to have a drink with uh, whoever is going to be doing the surgery on Joel Embiid to let him know that I'm an accomplished trial lawyer and I suspect <laughs> that he should take great care in repairing that meniscus very nicely. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. I'm ready. All right. What do you got, Rooster? I'm going with Sir Lewis Hamilton. Oh, yeah, good I would one. like yeah, to have a call. drink with him and ask him what in the hell he was thinking about going to ride those broken down go-karts <laughs> that Ferrari is putting out there. Well, it's funny that you should on <laughs> money. That, it's funny that you're bringing Lewis to the bar because I am bringing Carlos Sainz to the bar because I want to know exactly what he feels like saying. I, I'll bet you he's got some things yeah. to say right now. He's got and nothing else this, to do. <laughs> he needs a drink. That's for damn yep. sure. Yeah. So, that's He'll get a ride. Bring in. He should, but you know, you never know. You never know. All right, guys, uh, let's jump into it. It is Super Bowl week. Woo! House, let's just jump into it. What do we got? What's what's the preview? Get it going. Well, I mean, the colors didn't work out so well. You guys know about the 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 colors that the colors of the Super Bowl have predicted the last three Super Bowl competitors. It didn't really didn't really work out that well unless of course taylor swift wears purple to the super bowl then everything will be fine but look i i think uh we there are a lot of great storylines that i was hoping that we could all kind of kick around on the pod maybe something a little different than what everybody else is talking about with you know the dynasty emerging 
at the Chiefs, Mahomes at 28, getting yet another Super Bowl. Uh, is this Andy Reid's last ride? You know, where does he fall? So I'll, I'll get it kicked off about maybe some other storylines that might not be the exact front page storylines. And I don't want to talk about Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. I actually want to talk about the Chiefs defense because I think that's been a very underrated part of their postseason story. It turns out that with Steve Spagnolo, who as Rooster knows was a terrible head coach, but is a damn good defensive coordinator. Uh, they've really turned things around. They, they averaged 17 you say points. Dan Quinn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bingo. We'll get great there. coordinator though. Uh, I'll get there. Great regular season coordinator. I'll give you that. Spagnolo has, took that team to 17 points allowed in the regular season and only 13 in the postseason. And I think as much as we talk about Travis Kelsey and um, of course, Mahomes, this San Francisco offense uh, with a lot of weapons in it produced almost 400 yards per game and almost 30 points per game. And so we normally talk, with San Francisco about their defense, but this game, I think if the chiefs are going to repeat as Super Bowl champions, it's going to come down to their defensive side of the ball. And can they hold? I think if they hold San Francisco under 24 points, they win the game. And I think they can do it. I think they, I think they can do it. We'll get to the prop bets as to what are the total points, but will the chiefs hold the 49ers under 24 points. And if they do, I think they come away as repeat Super Bowl champs. That's my storyline. What do you guys got? Well, I know you don't want to focus necessarily on Mahomes and, and all that, but I, I thought the numbers in this game are really interesting as far as what's at stake. Uh, there's only four quarterbacks who have three Lombardis. That's the GOAT at seven, Terry Bradshaw with four. Joe Montana with four and Troy Aikman with three. So if Mahomes gets his third before he's 29 years old, he will join that elite club and going nowhere but up. For coaches, Andy Reid gets an opportunity to join the same elite club with three Lombardis. There's only four coaches with three. You got Belichick with six, Chuck Knoll with four, uh, Bill Walsh with four, and Joe Gibbs with three. So a lot on the line here for the Chiefs win really puts them in a in you know a, a very very elite uh, category for both quarterback and coach. And what would this be for Super Bowls for San Fran? Is this uh, would this six. put them? This six? would be six. Uh-huh. But here's another stat: When's the last time San Francisco won a Super Bowl? Yeah, last uh, the last time uh, it, I think it was the time I went to it. It was uh, eleven years ago, maybe. No, they lost. That was the Harbaugh Bowl. Yeah, that was the night. Yeah, the oh, that was Harbaugh. Oh, that's right. That's right. Believe it or not. Was it the San Chargers? Believe it or not, San Francisco hasn't won a Super Bowl since Dallas has won a Super Bowl. That's crazy. 1995 with Steve Young. No one ever talks about this. Yeah, that's no. when they beat. That's when they beat. Uh, 95. Yeah, that's when they beat the Chargers. That, right. that's, that was sandwiched between three. Uh, out of four for the Cowboys in the mid. Is that the Stan Humphreys year? Yes. Yeah. Stan Humphreys. Yep. But you're right. You're right, Milk. I mean, that's quite a drought for a 
uh, an elite dynasty franchise. Well, Dallas gets shit on for this, but no one ever talks about the 49ers. Well, but the Niners have at least well, don't hate championship games so and multiple. <laughs> at least San Francisco's gone to multiple championship games and two Super Bowls since 1995. The like, same can't be said for the Cowboys in 96. I'm going to take the counterpoint to House's position. Um, you know, the, the Niners gave up four number one draft picks for CMC. I forgot about that, but that's a lot to give up for him. But in exchange, he's he led the league in yards from scrimmage over 2,000. He's tied for first with 21 touchdowns, and he's led the league in first downs, 114 first downs. I think if the I think it's can it's going to come down to coaching too. Um, I I thought the coaching against the Chiefs in the last two playoff games was lacking. Um, we talked about this. The Chiefs can't stop the run, and the Ravens didn't run against them. Can't understand why. The Bills didn't do a very good job running uh, in their last game either against the Chiefs. So I think Shanahan's going to do a better job of that, and I think what he might do is pass on running downs, maybe pass on first down, and run the ball second and third down, and eat the clock and and use McCaffrey and the screen game and Debo and just have long sustained drives and keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And then on defense, for God's sakes, I don't know, we've been talking about this for years. Why not just double cover Travis and and keep an eye on uh Rashi Rice? And what in the hell are they gonna do if you there's nobody else on the team to throw the ball besides those they can two catch guys? It. Where they can catch it. No, to throw the ball to two. I mean, they yeah. can't catch the ball. The rest of them That's can't catch the ball yeah. or and so, can't get open. So, so, so I, have, I have two storylines that, that I want to watch. One is potentially an after game storyline, and that is involving Brock Purdy. If with all the offensive weapons, the Niners don't win the Super Bowl, what is going to be? And of course, we got to see how he plays, but it's also his first. You know, it's first Super Bowl for him. He's going up against the very uh, seasoned Super Bowl quarterback. What will the the um, the story be about Brock Purdy after this? Does he prove that he deserves to be to have all this hype around him, or are there whispers that start coming that we're wasting the talent that we have on offense with the game manager? Now, I've been very complimentary of Purdy on here uh, on this podcast, but. If they don't put up points and don't score with that offense, with the weapons they have, I think you're going to hear a little bit of that. But the other storyline that I, I feel compelled to talk about, uh, and it yeah. involves it involves a tight end playing who really has something to prove and and wants to have a big game because of who's watching. And I God. think that's George Kittle. Oh, Oh, Why is George Kittle? Nobody's talking about Kittle, who's probably a better tight end than Kelsey uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, the, two of the best, right? Better blocker best. for sure. He's definitely a better blocker. And I think that don't think Kittle's a, in my view, he's a strange dude. I bet you he's got one hell of a chip on his shoulder with Kelsey getting all the attention. So I, I keep an eye on Kittle on what he can do in this game, and particularly uh, with a quarterback who's, you know, this is a big first Super Bowl for Purdy. Um, you know, 
tight end's always a good option there. Bison, I think Purdy's up to the task and is is gonna is gonna um bring home the Super Bowl for the Niners. If he doesn't, I'll bet that the story of the game is Pacheco. I think if the if the Chiefs win the game, it's gonna be because Pacheco runs the ball down the So place. wait a minute, Rooster, what you're say, what I hear you say is that if one team wins, it's the quarterback. If another team wins, it's the running back. Except you've got you've got Pacheco is more important than CMC in this game, and Purdy more important than Mahomes. No, 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 no. Nice try. I think that's <laughs> what I heard you say. No, you didn't hear me say that. I'm just saying that be, I do think that the the Niners are going to scheme to to cover Kelsey and Rashi Rice. And and that leaves one one more option for the Chiefs, and that's Pacheco, who's been running his ass off yeah, during yeah. the playoffs. He really has. I think CMC is the best player on the field next to Mahomes, probably Mahomes, then CMC. And Brock Purdy is nowhere close to either one of those guys in terms of talent. But I think he's got he's he's going to rise to the occasion and and pull uh you know, a, an adequate performance to get it done. I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar. I just think he's going to get do enough to get it done. You know, I want I, I do want to hear from Milk, but I, I just got to say that it's kind of remarkable how much pressure Mahomes puts on the opposing quarterbacks. You know, we had a storyline last year of a first-time quarterback in a Super Bowl that need to ball out and beat the great Patrick Mahomes, and in fact. He did, Jalen Hurts, and had he had a last possession, who knows what would have what would have happened. But once again, we have another Super Bowl with like now in in that Super Bowl, it turned out that Hurts got a lot of respect from the way he played that game. I think Purdy can lose this game and still earn a lot of respect if he plays really well. He just ran into the Mahomes brick wall. But it's true, Bison. Like if he comes up really, really short and doesn't ball out the way Jalen did last year, then there may be some questions about it. It's a good point. Ridiculous. What, what kind of standard are we putting on this poor kid? He's in his second year. He's in the Super Bowl and you guys are ready to cut him if he doesn't win. Not cut him. Not cut him. You would, would. You would for sure cut him. I <laughs> cut him. <laughs> it's crazy. So I hope is, talking, Pope is dying to say something. He's dying to say something. He's on mute. <laughs> He got put in the penalty box. And he had two fourth quarter comebacks in the NFC games. Right. Right. No one's no one wants to cut him. You would totally cut him. No, no, no. Uh, I, I, no, I don't want to cut him. All I, he, I this is he just wants I, him to back up Sam Darnold. Cut him some slack. The thing I want to add. <laughs> there are, I mean, talk about motivation. Um is anyone else just like, I'm sorry, we'll get into the betting in a second, but the fact, and don't think that these players don't see this and get pissed off by it, but the fact that the 49ers are favored in this game has to be a huge motivator for Mahomes and Kelsey. I mean, that's a little bit of disrespect to them. Has been and, for the old playoffs. I, right. And and are we, what am I forgetting? I mean, what am I missing here? I saw a 49ers defense almost lose to the Packers. Could have very easily lost the Packers. They, they got owned by the Lions. Should've. I mean, it took a, took the yeah. most remarkable comeback ever 
for the and the Lions to be the Lions. And now you're putting him in against the Chiefs defense and and you're you're making the Chiefs the underdog? I don't know. I look, I'm going all in on the Chiefs. I I this I think this is not even going to be that close. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. What about I think what about the story we haven't talked about? Vegas, the location. All <laughs> kinds of shit can happen this week in Vegas. Well, there's def- there's definitely going to be a murder. Kadarius Tony will probably wind up dead. Somebody's going to end up eaten God. by a tiger. I mean, right? you you know the 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 teams are staying 45 minutes away from the strip, and they have like a zero tolerance rule. But you know, there's going to be something you know that happens potentially that could affect this game. Somebody could you get know, arrested for doing crazy. something stupid. We we all we all grew up with this notion that like sports can't get anywhere near Vegas. There's yep. gambling. There's all this stuff, and now it's like Hookers. open season. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, oh my god, Andy Reid's gonna get caught with a hooker. That's yeah. gonna be the story. Yeah. Oh god, what's the prop bet on that? That actually yeah, that I, might that I, might I, happen. I, <laughs> who knows? I feel so absolved from last week. All right, one uh, one other one other great stat. Uh, if Kyle Shanahan wins, he becomes what? The second Shanahan. First, yeah, exactly. First father's father son. son. Yep, to have a Lombardi. Uh, good pup stat. All right, well, let's get to some bets, right? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, let's. So, the, hold on. For, so, first of all, let's talk about the prop bets because I know you guys love these. So I've identified a few. These are these are hard hardcore locks. All right, and we're all First going in on money. this, right, Milk? Everybody's in on this. Ep- yeah, I mean, all, if you want to win money, there there is a lock of the century. I know you're going to get it, but there is a lock of the century. I'll put as much as you guys want to put on it. Really? It's, okay, hold yeah. on. Yeah. For well, let's start with some some that I've identified here. The first one is what is the color Gatorade that the the winning coach uh, will have thrown on them? I think you have to look to your history. If you think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl, which I do, and it orange what, usually. Last year they threw purple on Andy Reid. There it is in and his I background. Think, exactly, that's my background picture. Teams are, you know, it's all about doing the same thing every year. Superstitious. Superstitious. They probably have purple Gatorade. That's going on Andy Reid. The over-under on the national anthem is 90.5 seconds. You know who is singing it? Reba McIntyre. I feel like Reba McIntyre is no name. Got to go over because she adds like four syllables. Words that are once a The shortest one ever is like a minute 26. (laughs) I... I went back and researched like, this. Catherine she Hepburn's did one at 88 it. seconds. She did? She, she did an 88-second one. This is 1999, of course. Uh, I'm just saying, I think I think you should go They go want under, you to go no, under. No. Go under? I think Reba's no nonsense. She goes under. All right. Under uh, 90, 90 what seconds? 90.5 seconds. Is the the 0.5 is key. The point five is huge. We've got a stopwatch. Wait, all right. Let's do an SMQB's. I think the under is a lock. Let's do SMQB's pool bet. We'll all Venmo you, Milk. You place it. Okay. Uh, The other one is this for the whole meal. This one's for Nace. 
will Taylor Swift be mentioned in the MVP ceremony? Mentioned in any Ooh. way? Uh, just just her name has to be said. How would it, if, well, where does it end? Where does it start at? end? If she, it's plus 600 if she's mentioned. Is it is it the person who the MVP has to say her name? Yeah, so it, it, it could be... It could be the announcer. Now it's just in any form. Like Goofy okay. Jim Nance might say, well, you know, for you Tay-Tays out there, MVP Patrick Mahomes. Yes, that's it. <laughs> MVP Plus. Christian McCaffrey. I wonder what he's thinking about Taylor. Right now. <laughs> Taylor, did, <laughs> Taylor did not mention Travis last night. Oh, it's that's not the She's not. Well, it's, it's she's not. She's not being it's, mentioned. It's MVP. minus eleven hundred on not being mentioned. So they're, not, they're yeah. They're saying it. that she's that she's not. She's not. I say no. I say no. Uh, most passing Money. yards. I like Mahomes over yeah, Bird, I do too. Birdie, I do CMC too. on the rushing yards. I, I, I over like under is forty-seven and a half. Ah, ooh, that's low. Forty-seven. Oh, oh, you're talking about the points in the game, not rushing yards. That's no, low. no, no. Yeah. Points in the game, 47 and a half. Okay, so I, I got this. So the San Francisco scored this year 28.9 points per game, uh-huh. and KC scored 21.8 points per game. So their average between them was a little over 50 points. I think the over is solid in this game. Yeah. Not just but not just based on that. Just based on there's going to be like a frenetic pace late in the game to score points. Well, so the last game was 31 to 20. They got 51 points in the last Super Bowl four years ago. There you go. Mm. And I think okay. the offenses might arguably be a little better. But the I defense like, like starts too. Other. Yeah, both defenses are good. I don't know. I like the under this one. Oh, Nace the Greek. <laughs> Nace Stradamus. Whatever, whatever you say. Nace Stradamus. <laughs> Okay. Do you know the line? We might have to split the SMQB bet on this one. Milk, give me some other props, like coin flips, all that kind of fun stuff. Oh, I got one for you. Total number of play. This is a good one. Total number of players to attempt to pass. Two and a half. I'd take the over because Debo's going to throw one. Because there's going to be a, there's always a halfback option. Always. Debo's going to throw one. Okay. How many songs will be played during the halftime show? Over, under of eight and a half. Under. Under. Usher. 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 Under. Is under, there any under. special guest? Over. And you can also like get they're going to do a mashup. If they what do if a they mashup, do a medley. That what count? if they do a medley? Does yeah. that song count? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. A, that's a bad one. All right. Which song will be performed first at the halftime show? Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. DJ got us falling in love, or you make me want to. Oh, oh my God. Oh my yeah. God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's starting the, it's starting the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah, halftime. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god! No, it's yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. it again. Listen, here's this. S- see if you can find these odds for me real quick. I- I've kind of done the science and math on this. I don't think it can even be even. The jersey number of the first TD to score odds versus even. I went through it. Mahomes, Kelsey, Rasheed Rice. Uh, McCaffrey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jarek McKinnon, Debo, Purdy, they oh, all odd. have odd numbers. Odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, well, what are the odds on that? I uh... don't know, but but it's <laughs> it can't be even, whatever about, we can get. How about the line for the number of appearances Swift makes on the Canadian broadcast during the game is set at five and a half. The over is plus 120. 
my of God. the Canadian broadcast. Why does Miller get a different broadcast? You don't have to listen to Nance and Romo. Oh my God! What's with all the complaining about the announcers? These guys do a good job. <laughs> Will I saw a, a prop? It's Will like there be pastime now? Will there be a graphic played during the Super Bowl that shows Taylor's travel from Tokyo to Las Vegas to get to the 100%. Super Bowl? One hundred percent. God, but that might be pregame. That might be during the pregame show, though. Speaking of Nance and Romo, though, has anyone noticed lately that I I still think Jim Nance has it when he's talking, but in the, in the down moments when he's not talking, does anyone notice how weird he looks? Just kind of. Looking over at Romo, he just looks kind of creepy all of a sudden. What's going on with him? I don't know. I, I, I thought Romo I was. Really I take a look at him. Take a look at this. I thought Romo was amazing in the first season, and ever since he's been downright annoying. I think he's making Jim, a. Jim. There's an uptick. He's back. In, he's having a little uptick right, right. now. Yeah, he's studying again. He's fine. Let me throw out this last. Wait, what? You. So, what's the over under on how many times we see Taylor in the uh, suite? No, oh, I, I'm. Oh, I probably it, twenty. 22 it's set at five it's set at five and a half in canada oh, oh it would go over way in canada way they have over. a different broadcast every time every time travis catches the ball every time kansas yeah. city scores if travis gets hurt you know if he if he blocks the crap out right, of somebody I, I every gotta, what about gotta, what about jason gotta, Kelsey gotta, taking his shirt off what's the over uh, what's the bet on that one <laughs> he's not going to Donna's there won't be a shirt happen. to take off. He's not wearing one. I got, really. I got one. Odds that Travis gets down on a knee and proposes after winning the Super Bowl. So same Zero. odds that she endorses Biden at halftime. Zero. <laughs> it's just not happening. <laughs> Wait, I got that's, two. These are two good ones. wearing a red MAGA hat. Head explodes during the game. <laughs> I want y'all's take on this one. The MVP winner will be Mahomes, Purdy, or any other player. Other. other any other. 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 CMC. Other. It's going to be Kelsey. Okay. And then. It could be Mahomes. Could be Pacheco. Could be Mahomes. Who will have the most receiving yards? Kelsey, Debo, Ayuk, or Rice? Or other. I'm going, I'm going Ayuk. I think that's a pretty good call i think that's like almost like a quasi surprise bet there with Ayuk. unless they are coached by rooster and double team kelsey it's just gonna be kelsey he's just gonna do it i, the, I like rice he's kind of he's he's good he's, he's come on man so you have two guys you need to cover on the whole team how hard is that oh you don't have the faith is, in valdez scantling but no. debo debo gets all those yak yards yeah. You know, so it's a little screen pass, yeah. but then he runs for 40 yards. I don't know. That's a tough oh. bet. That one's a really that's tough, a tough one. Stay away from that one. That's what have trouble. we made our money on so far, Milk? I don't even know what we bet. Well, I'm going oh. with purple Gatorade. I'm going under 90 and a half. So someone needs to time this during the Super Bowl. And I'm going not mentioned on Taylor Swift, but I'm going to have to yeah. bet a billion dollars to win $5. But <laughs> 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, the math on the coin flip, I think, I think the line is telling us here that it's been 57 Super Bowls, 30 tails, 27 heads. I just don't see tails running away with this thing. I think we got to go heads there. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I like it. I think it's a year for the heads. 
I can't remember the last time I saw a head. <laughs> we better get to the next next topic. By the way, oh, by the way speaking, speaking of the emoji, speaking of the announcers, who thinks that it was a huge mistake to get rid of Greg Olson and bring in the goat, Tom Brady? I think Big Brady mistake. does. No, I like Greg. He's good. Greg's well, good. Greg I don't think great, Tom he's... Brady has the personality. I have a question. Have a we don't. We won't. We won't know because Tom Brady had the audition. Is there any tape? I mean, at least Aikman went to do Europe for a right, year. They handed and came him back. the job. Yeah, but I, have, but I have a question though. Wait, he's Did been they... hitting balls at Pebble. Have y'all seen that drive? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not making fun of it. <laughs> Who is Brady getting paired up with? I don't know. Um, Did they even know that yet? I don't it was think they Greg know. Olson's partner. Who was that? I don't, I don't even know, know who that guy was. But I mean, I guess what I'm is saying still... is, is if Brady sucks, and, and we have no idea how he's going to be, he could be excellent, but if he sucks, won't they just start shifting Olson to the to the better games? Well, I'm, I don't know. Does Fox even have a contract with Olsen for next year? I mean, is he, is he even I, I under contract? So. I think they so. fire him or something. No, I don't think they fired him. Oh, I mean, are they going to move him to the number two, Mike? That's my understanding. But it sounded like Olson said he was looking for a one somewhere. Well, I think what he said was he liked doing the big games. I'm not sure that he really said like I'm this. I'm either starting or I'm out. How pathetic is that? We don't know the play-by-play guy for the number one Fox team. He must not have stood out. Well, that that anyway. that's what happens. That's what happens when you watch Red Zone. Really, Kevin I mean, Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart. I couldn't yeah. have thought uh, that in a million years. No. Yeah, but they're good to listen to, though. So, yeah, he's he's actually pretty good. It's just that he's not a yeah, you know, well-known name. He's not like right. Joe Buck. Right. All right, we gotta we gotta pick our our winners. Sure. Right. Pope, yeah. what do you got? I got a repeat. I got Chiefs thirty-one, Niners twenty. No, we're going. Numbers too. All right. Yeah, of course. Numbers. Rooster. I'm going Niners. Don't have a score. Well, figure out one. Wait, Niners Pope. win. That's my score. You said nope. 31 20, Pope? Yeah, 31. Same same as uh Super Bowl four years ago. Okay. I'm going Chiefs 24 Niners 17. They cover. All right, I got the Chiefs. I'm going 27-23. I've got uh, the Niners 30-24. to 24. Niners get it done and end this Chiefs ride. Uh, so we go three to two. Interesting. Well, I think I've got a good segue for you guys to get into the coaches because we we learned today uh, about Bienemy's, uh firing being replaced by Cliff Kingsbury in Washington. So here's my question: Is there a chance that if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that he will Andy Reid will retire and be replaced by Eric Bieniemy? No, I would have said yes a year ago for sure. Something's up with the enemy, man. I don't know what it is, but something's up. The league has turned on him. Yeah. Well, Reed's not I, going anywhere. Oh, I think think so? I'm not sure about yeah, I'm not sure too. about that. I think he is. I think he is too. 
what does he, he wins, have to I prove think he is. If he wins another yeah. one? Yeah, if he wins another one, he's a grandfather. He's got a kid, you know, in jail. Yeah, he's he spent a lot of time with that kid's kid as granddad. I think, I think he's ready to ready to wrap it up. I think he's going to yeah. ride Mahomes a little longer. Hmm. I mean, it's a great gig. Yep. But those guys, I mean, those guys work like dogs yeah. during the season. And he's yeah. not a young man, and he's yeah. not in very good shape either. He's not. He needs to take care of himself. I I, I see him going. Well, you know, maybe that's always... why he's going to get caught with a hooker. It's kind of like self. Yeah. He better he better have uh, uh, Kraft's lawyer on speed dial then. Amen. About can we talk about Pope's um, coin term that he better run to the U.S. Trade Patent Office for on the the Washington Calmanders? Can we talk <laughs> about that? Salamanders. <laughs> oh God! Well, you got us. You got our DC or our our uh, secondary coach too. So. I have, there's been a lot talked about on this and it's, it's kind of an, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I heard someone the other day and I, I didn't really know this to be the case, but it was a, it was another podcast. It was fairly reputable. They said, if, if you went into the coaching season, you would have said that Dan Quinn was one of the top three available. Yeah. I heard that. Candidates. Yeah. 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 For sure. And it kind of caught me a little off guard, but the other thing that's been reported quite a bit in Washington was that the number of people who were texting and calling Washington on behalf of Quinn blew away every other candidate in the NFL, not even close. For some reason, he has enormous respect around the league. And it it just like people came out of the woodwork to support him. To be a head coach. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you know, listen, how do we really know? We're going to go through all these guys. I, I will say this. I, I really don't like all the stories about um, the Detroit guy. I can't even remember his name anymore. Ben Johnson. I already put him yeah. out of my brain. I don't like the stories that are coming out because I don't want to go back to that Dan Snyder era where, where things are leaked all the time. You know, th- there's a lot of stuff coming out now that he didn't interview very well, that he's kind of Prickly that he wanted, you know, a huge contract. He wanted control in the offensive personnel. There was a lot of stuff like that. And that, then he kind of came out and said, well, he pulled his name out because he wasn't impressed with the basketball people. And, yep. and the, yeah. you know, there's a lot of pot shots. I'll say this about Ben Johnson, though. You know, there's only 32 of these jobs available. And you get two years in a row where you pull your name out. What are you waiting for? You know, what, what are you doing people? And then stories like this come out. Um, you got to take your shot when you get it. I, I don't know. I'm not sure he played his cards right here. I'd be curious to see if he ends up a head coach next year. Well, and the lions, you know, they could have a step back next year. I mean, they were, but, but I think it's pretty clear that there are some people who are a plus coordinators and not good head coaches. And if, if maybe if you know that about yourself, you don't want to be a head coach uh, there. I mean, we, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to bash the commanders, but in my opinion, Dan Quinn for a head coach is the hell of a defensive coordinator. I don't think he's a great head coach. Um, and there are other people out there like that. 
I think what happened with Dan Quinn, though, I think you're absolutely right. Beginning beginning of this year, if you had said, if you needed a coach at the end of the year, who's high on your list? Quinn, Belichick, Rabel, they would have all been up there, and now they're not. Yeah, I think in Dan Quinn's instance, certainly that playoff loss had a lot to do with it, where they got blasted. You know, the other team put up a ton of points against them. But also there's this new phenomenon where everybody wants a coach who's like 42 or younger. Yeah. And and the less experienced, the better, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, in McDonald, like, you know, 30, 36, 36, half the age of, uh, of Pete Carroll, Brian Callahan, 39 years old. I actually think he's a good pick for the Titans because they get a freebie. They get the best offensive line coach in football with, along with Brian Callahan, they get his dad, Bill. Who the Ravens nicely said, "You will release you. You can go join your son's staff." But you know, if you look at those hires, okay. So here's what we got: we got Antonio Pierce for the Raiders. This is in no particular order. Jared Mayo, the Pats, Quinn in Washington, Callahan in Tennessee, Raheem Morris in Atlanta, Dave Canales in Carolina, Mike McDonald in Seattle, and Harbaugh for the Chargers. There's only one of those teams. In my eyes, that's really ready to win, right? And that's the Chargers, Chargers. with Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's why he went there. House, you, you look skeptical. I mean, I don't think Seattle's that far away. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't yeah. think Seattle's that far away. What I find interesting in these coaches, at the way you rattled them off here, is that there's like a divide between competent experienced either coordinators or people who have really been around the game and like the players guys this is a really interesting development that's happening i think in the nfl we've seen it previously play out in the nba but i think it's an interesting transition that it's gone from that kind of old man's game who's a lifer in the nfl to now the younger coaches that are coming in who are kind of like either the offensive defensive savant, but they just are beloved by the players. I mean, Pierce, I don't think was their first choice, but it was the player's first choice. And they had some players, key players, one of whom was Max Crosby, who was ready to leave if they didn't, if they didn't take Pierce and it's probably not a big risk. And there's a couple of other guys. I think the owner backed himself into that too, Davis, where he basically was way too, player accessible and you know the players basically told him to run uh the last guy out and probably rightfully so but he he couldn't afford to have the players second guessing his pick this time around he had to keep pierce and i think he should have what do you remember about raheem morris oh (laughs) was he any good Oh, milk, milk wanted him fired. He, well, look, here's the thing with these guys and especially in with Dan Quinn, I think you put him in the same category. These guys were, were head coaches, you know, several years ago. Quinn had much more experience, but like Raheem was elevated when Gruden was fired. He was like an assistant coach and suddenly overnight he was the head coach and it was too much too soon. And, you know, he lost control of the team after two years. He also had Josh Freeman, who was a, you know, drug addict, but 
Um, I, There's that. That's from what I fear. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, sometimes a second go around after they get a little bit more experience can be fruitful. One of these guys is Milk's favorite author. Do you know who, which one? Is that one of these eight coaches? Favorite author? I'm not familiar. Dave Dave Canals. Dave Canals. <laughs> he had wrote a book a couple of years ago. He did about, he did. about he overcoming the, sexual infidelity, he's, addiction uh, to he porn, and binge drinking. Oh my God! Say, How about gambling? Find, finding the Christianity and in, in in gambling. Hey, yeah. he's he's you know we've all been. Oh, there. By the way, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> Wait, that's why I said it's your there? favorite author. <laughs> I, by the way, I, like, I thought he gave an emotional presser. I, I thought his press conference was very moving. I think Caroline is doing exactly what they should be doing. He did really well with Gino. He did very well with Baker. They're trying to see if Bryce Young is the guy or not. And, you know, he has not, success. With all right, but let's let, let at the I'll beginning of this season. If that's one of the bets. At the beginning of this season, I said coordinators matter and so you know to to this point you know you you got all these head coaching hires but look at all of them i mean they're all pretty inexperienced most of them and how they fill out their staffs is going to be really important isn't it absolutely i i i i thought you were wrong and harbaugh i thought you were wrong about the eagles you turned out to be dead right about the Eagles, about how far they dropped off because they lost Steichen and Gannon. And now I think they've righted the ship, bringing in Kellen Moore and Vic Fangio as experienced coordinators that know what they're doing and have bringing an adult in the Kel- room. Have fun with Kellen. I think more. he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. I mean, I think he goes for the long ball a lot, which is a little bit of a problem, but but that's okay. But He really turned the a- Chargers around. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a fair point about the coordinators. But what why are we High talking Dallas offense? Why aren't we talking as the coaching hires that some coaches remained on teams? Like why are we not talking about Mike McCarthy staying with the Cowboys? We haven't even hit that yet. The I Cowboys thought we did that. We we talked about that after the they lost when it happened. They stuck yeah. with McCarthy. Yeah, but he's dangling. I mean, this whole uh, season, his job's on the line. Yeah, but you, you're the Eagles, the Eagles stuck with Sirianni. Yeah, you I said he was gone. I didn't want him to. I didn't. I did not want them to. And 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 I think the Cowboys fans, I think, didn't want them to stick with McCarthy. Right, Pope? They weren't. I, they, I don't know how you stick with. They're they're McCarthy and Dak are stuck together. That's the problem. You know, you can't get rid of McCarthy and bring in a third, you know, voice for Dak. It's just not going to work. And Dak's going Dak's to get a long-term contract. I mean, you know, there's not anywhere he's going to go. He's staying with Dallas? Dak? I'm hearing $60 million. Why yes. would they re-sign him to another long-term contract? Why would they sign him again? Why not just Because, because they look him. out there and, and there's, <laughs> you know... It's Dallas. It's Jerry. He likes he likes where he is, even though they don't win Super Bowls. Hey, he's got because he's making so what much. They get. He's money. got Do- he's got Dolly Parton at halftime in a cowboy cheerleader outfit. Come on, that he's was the so that was the best money. moment of his entire football you know lifetime. 
the Cowboys are going to pay him fifty to sixty million dollars a year. I they are. Please, absolutely, it'll be, and it'll be an albatross. It'll be good for all of us. Oh, yeah, it'll yeah. be great. We haven't we haven't talked about uh, Coach Bro going to uh, your OC Bison. What do you think about that? I think it's yeah. great. Oh, Bring hi. me Caleb. Bring me Caleb. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's that's what it's all. Well, we're gonna about, we're right? gonna see how that plays out. In the next I don't know month. about that, man. I don't know. Well, about that. Uh, we'll see. I mean, he's a didn't Caleb coach, didn't Caleb take a step back under him last year? Either, look, either any which way with Caleb. I mean, he's done pretty well coaching quarterbacks, you know, and and they're gonna have two young quarterbacks on the team. Um, so I don't think it's a bad a bad hire. I mean. He's got a kind of an open up, fun offense. Um, we haven't had much offense. I mean, I don't know. What do I know? I, all these guys are crapshoots. He'll, he'll be great. He'll be great with Drake. Sam Howell and Drake May. To be yeah, he'll be great with Drake two. May. Drake well, May and Sam Howell is your one and two. Listen, somebody somebody compared. Somebody said Drake May was a bigger, faster Justin Herbert today. So I don't know why everyone's so down on him. I mean, as being a bad pick, if he's a bigger, faster. Herbert, then that's that's okay yes. with me. Well, I, th- I think first of I think all, there's gun shy from North Carolina quarterbacks right now between Trubisky and Howell. Well, plus, he's he not played, that bad. He has he he's playing in the ACC. The competition's not the same as the as an SEC player gets, you know. And and, and who he's had bad games against that you know some of the better teams in the ACC. It's interesting. I mean, how- Dan Quinn wanted to take this job with eyes wide open that they're going QB at number two, which probably means something like three and 14, four and 13 season one, maybe six and 11 season two. Like you got to build with the quarterback with that a, a, a little bit. I, I it's interesting that Quinn would be willing at this stage of his career to do that and be you know that. How old, sacri- he is? how old is he? 53. Yeah. He looks, I mean, he's not that old. He looks no. like chicken. <laughs> he's not but that he's, old. He's Dang. not, but he's he's been around the game for a long time. That that that's a sucky way to live for the you next know, couple of years. Should we should we wish him happy twenty eight three day? Since today is the anniversary of that. <laughs> oh God, I forgot hey, that was got, him. He got to a Super Bowl right as a head coach. He, he did get it to. A Super he Bowl. certainly did. Yeah, he now, now got I, I'm going to have to adjust my statement that he's a great for a head coach. He's a great defensive coordinator. I'm going to adopt Pope's position. He's a great in-season defensive coordinator. There you go, Rooster. We'll so see, much fellas. So much and, you know what? I know. His, his defenses against the bad teams are, are really fucking good. They'll put a lot of points on the board for you. I, I, well, here's what I may, check, I may take Washington for my fantasy uh, defense next year because I know they'll put a lot of points on the board for bad teams. All I know is in his last two years at Atlanta, one, I think he started 0 and 7. Then he like turned it around and they he saved his job. And then he started like one and seven and was fired midseason. Yeah. That something is bothering me about that. I, I want to be an equal opportunity offender here though and say this. I think Vic Fangio is old news. The the league's figured out his defense and he never changes. It's stale. The Eagles are going to be sorry they hired him. Oh, I, I won't. 
I won't commit one way or the other. I think they need an. <laughs> I, I no, I just think they need an adult in the room. They had very young coordinators, and you're right. Fangio's been around for a while, and I think he's going to bring some stability to that defense. It gave up a lot of points and a lot of problems. We'll see. I look forward to them coming to Tampa. I'm excited about. It. I'll be NFL there. teams offensive coordinators are really smart, and they figure shit out. And if you keep doing the same thing every year, no matter how good you are, it gets figured out. That's why everybody wants the the Ravens coordinators and defensive assistant coaches this year. Yeah. Well, yeah. another interesting thing on the on the coaches, by the way, is not everybody did go with uh, with a big time offensive coach, right? I mean, there were there were a fair amount of defensive. Uh, coaches hired, which you know, going into it, everybody would say, "Oh my God, that's that's ridiculous!" You got to have a young offensive guru, you know, a young genius come in here who knows offense. And it was about fifty-fifty, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, you think about it. The Seahawks. If you just your knee-jerk would be, "Oh, the Seahawks. They must need a offensive coordinator because they're certainly not going to go with Geno forever and they're going to need right. somebody to take on a new quarterback. They went defense. They went basically with a young version of Pete Carroll. Yeah. And, 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 they, and they decided their defense wasn't up to snuff against the rest of the teams in the NF, NFC West. You know, they need a better defense. Yeah. Aren't they paying him 30 million a year? Who? Geno. They have Gino? to. They, yeah. That's yeah. their quarterback. Yeah. All right. At least you didn't hire your offensive coordinator from the University of Kentucky this past week. <laughs> so it should be should be interesting. Yeah, you guys are giving me shit about Quinn. I'm really not sure who's sitting any prettier than I am yeah. right now yeah. in this in this room. The guy's highlight was Wandale Robinson two years ago or three years ago. So, all right, let's uh, let's get to a punch. Who's got a punchable face? I have a milk slap. Uh, It may may rise to the level of a punch. I'm going to punch Cam Newton. Yes, I like. God damn it! I I love when we tire these washed up stars who who try to regain relevance by, you know, tweeting uh, nasty shit about current players, and um, you know he's he's all over Brock Purdy now. And his latest tweet was. Brock Purdy is not even the 10th best player on the 49ers. It's like, Cam, who are you, man? You know, just what are you doing? Why do you, why are you attacking this guy right leading up to the Super Bowl? And I loved Brock Purdy's response. He said, that may be true, but I took account and there are 90 players in the NFL right now and you ain't one of them. Oh, <laughs> 90 quarterbacks. So Brock bitch slapped him right back. Nice. That's I have true. a. I have a punch. Oh, good. I have a punch for all media outlets, TV media personalities, and hot takes that went off on soft and bead needing to take load management. And I'm giving a hug again to my man, LeBron James, who tweeted, where are all the media outlets, TV media personalities, hot takes? hot takes that talk so much shit about Joel Embiid missing those games when he knew what he was dealing with. Now he's out with an injury because of it. Not one person has went back on their TV or their dumbass podcasts and apologized to that man. No accountability. I couldn't say it better, LeBron. Uh, 
poor Embiid get better soon. And for all of you that dragged him across for being uh, a wuss because of his load management issues, he knew what he was dealing with. And now he got Shane back onto the court. And we're suffering, and are going to suck the rest of the year. How, so, how long is he going to be out? Is, uh, I've been uh, reading about this. Isn't that like a six, I have the same six to eight weeks? It's a, it's a bet, at least a month of rehab. Three, three to four months, he's out. Oh, three really? to four months. From, three to four months from playing as you know, Rooster could be back in a month with the same injury. And of beats, course, he would. And be yeah exactly no, because because my idea of being back is being able to walk no that's because into my office that's because rooster, <laughs> rooster's gonna rooster's gonna take steroids get on the juice it's so, a very different thing I'm not gonna be running a up remote down the control court. holding a remote control and grabbing a rebound so right. it's is an it? extra two months <laughs> and 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 I don't wait what is he like two eighty five yeah you know that's a lot of weight to be slamming down on your knee after surgery yeah. All right, who's got a lasso? Crickets. No feel-good stories. There's a great feel-good story. Chris Nace wants to tell the feel-good story about Taylor Swift's record last night. Oh, hey, yeah. Everyone, there's a big announcement last night. Oh, yeah, I, big announcement. I, I am excited. not giving a lasso to Taylor. What's the, what's the name of that? The Dead Poets give... Society? I'm going to what's, give a lasso to the designer of Miley Cyrus's dress. <laughs> that is a true feel-good story. Okay. So we're on the buzzer beaters. Yeah, on buzzer beaters. Who's got a buzzer beater? All right, I got one. You can see from my background, uh, big game on Saturday night. I was... Uh, Happy to be present yeah. as Carolina finally beat Duke first time in three years uh, at the Dean Dome. So uh, uh, we're back, and uh, Hubert uh, Davis uh, had a great game coaching. Uh, Baycott had 25 points. Harrison Ingram, who I think if you watch my TikTok, I said he's going to be the one uh, you're going to get to meet the Dukies tonight. So uh, I can see that we have UConn now uh, up. The the new poll came out. UConn's still number one. Carolina's still number three, even though they number lost. Number one, baby. Yeah. And uh, uh, good times back in Chapel Hill. My other buzzer beater is um, it's uh, a sadness at Jerry World uh, this week as Dallas did not get what they had assumed for a, a couple of years now that they were going to get the finals of the 2026 World Cup. Uh, all, all the way to the point where uh, we had a press conference at uh, AT&T Stadium with, um, you know, some of the legendary sports figures in Dallas. Dirk uh, was there. Emmett Smith was there. Marty Turco was there. Uh, it was a big celebration with champagne getting ready to be busted out uh, when uh, the announcement was made that uh, New York, uh, New Jersey had stolen it from uh, Dallas. So even though we get nine games and it's going to be a blast, can't wait. Probably we'll travel around to other cities where you guys are located for games, too. Uh we had hoped to get the crown jewel of all world sports and we're sadly disappointed. So congratulations, Jersey boys, uh, bra and Darcy will be uh, up there in two years for, uh, for the big game. We definitely will. Us, I, I'll follow that with buzzer beaters. I first want to say, I think FIFA got it right. They had a lot of good choices between LA and Dallas and Atlanta, New York, but you know, LA it, actually was not eligible. Their stadium was not big enough. 
I found that out. The, the, why the did you think? It, why was it so certain it was going to be Dallas? There were a lot of leaks that it was going to be. Oh, there, FIFA there were, the rumors had been there, and and the FIFA top brass was here all week. Remember, this is a this was a North American uh, vote that got it. So it, it's Mexico, Canada, and the U.S. and and Dallas is central. It's close to a huge fan base in Mexico, but I still think the end of the day, the melting pot of New York won. I just, no matter what team is there, you're going to have a contingent of tens or hundreds of thousands of fans that actually live in the city yeah. that are going to want to support that. I think they made the right call that way. Well, you know, a national and sport. Jerry did mention that in the press conference afterwards. He said he felt like New York got it for, you know, for the reason that they're from a world perspective, everybody knows New York. Uh, you know, if it if it was just about the country, I mean, everybody knows Dallas Cowboys. We would have got it, but it was the world, and and I, I can't disagree with you, House. I mean, it is just personally very disappointing to not sure. have that here uh, oh, yeah. at my stadium. My other buzzer beater is, uh, you know, in this world, the U.S., where we're all focused on football and and basketball. There are some like tectonic plates moving in the world of sports with the biggest athletes in the world moving Lewis Hamilton moving from Mercedes to Ferrari is about as big as sports news that you can get until it gets eclipsed this summer when Kylian Mbappe moves from PSG to Real Madrid those those outside the United States those are two of the biggest athletes in the entire world and both of them moved this week there's a lot, a lot of big new. We're gonna have a we. There's a lot already in January between retirements like Belichick and all these other stories. Uh, and now there's already rumors. I know we didn't get to NBA. We'll get to it next week. But does LeBron hang on with the Lakers? There was all kinds of little symbolism with him wearing a Knicks towel and everything. Yeah. Does Does LeBron move also? He posted Imagine- a t- he posted an hourglass on his uh, X account. House, Imagine just the, Lewis and Bop and LeBron moving the same year. Go ahead. House, yeah, well, so that was going to be mine was was the Lewis story because we didn't mention it. We we kind of alluded to it at our uh in our sit down at the bar time. But um how weird though that that decision is made and now they're gearing up for this season and he's gonna be driving Mercedes this year, right? I mean, it's yeah. just it right. really he's like he's like bye-bye, suckers in a year. Let's go get it. A lame yeah. duck entire year. Yeah, yeah I mean that is odd. And uh, it'll be interesting to watch George Russell. Uh, will, will Russell get his elbows out a little, a little more oh, with Lewis this so. year? Yeah, uh, knowing that they're not going to be driving together anymore. Yeah. So, um, speaking of LeBron and the Knicks, I think actually my buzzer beater is I think that would ruin the chemistry of the Knicks currently. The Knicks are now fifteen and three since trading for OG Ananobi and Precious. Uh, what is it? Achua. Achua. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but, and that's an amazing story to me, uh, considering that uh, Julius is hurt, but they're still continuing to win. Uh, pressure, they played, uh, they played the Pacers the other night. And the Pacers led the whole game, and OG was out. Julius Randolph was out. Randall was out. And Precious came in and, and played a great ball. Um, but I think the un, the the story that's going under the radar in the in the east is the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavaliers have the same streak going as the Knicks. 
and are two games ahead of the Knicks and the Sixers in the loss column right now. And nobody talks about them, but they're they've come on strong and and have a huge uh you know similar like 16 and 2 record or something like that going on right now. So it'll be interesting to see. I think the the NBA East is so superior to the West right now. I would take any of the top six teams in a in a series over every Western team except maybe the Nuggets. Watch for LeBron to Cleveland as a possibility as well to finish his career where he started. I think and the Warriors. Hometown. I would put my bet on the Warriors. With Steph? Yeah. Nah. Mm-mm. All right, anyone, anyone and I guess Peters. I mean, I guess one to watch. Maybe next next uh, pod we'll know. But uh, it looks like our good buddy Christian Horner at Red Bull Racing might be in trouble. So nah. something to watch. How did he do? He'll get a little hand slap. Yeah, or spanky. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. Well, the, 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 those stocks haven't been developed yet, so we'll leave it right there. Everybody's innocent until proven guilty. So we'll watch leave this it there. Space. Yeah. All right, guys. The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.